take advice from. No. <laughs> uh, so what do you think? We're talk about this week's uh, choice for Jersey July. Steve Withercombe in the house. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing great, fellas. All right. That's like the official greeting of uh, New Jersey, though, isn't it? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> and also the yeah. yelling. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you, in the summertime, because you, you, you grew up summertime environment you know like where a population would come out you're working on yeah. various beaches with various statutes of of what you get to wear or not wear <laughs> and <laughs> um enough. did people hoot and holler was there a lot of hooting and hollering summertime uh at sandy hook the beach yeah just the environment out there people they could be loud yeah, yeah. there's That'd a lot of fun. fist bumping but not I, I i wasn't necessarily participating in that like Particular oh, sure. style, the Jersey Shore. But oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not trying to make the comparison. Just the beach towns in in that where I grew up. Tons of people come out for the summer. Yeah, and it wasn't rare that a car would drive by a hooting and a hollering, either at yeah. you or if you you might shout at somebody. You see you something. Doing? Yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> Just that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're on the beach. Yeah. You know, when you're like sort of tucked in my little yeah. couple neighborhoods down the road, not near the beach. <laughs> yeah, Jan wasn't hooting and hollering at people. <laughs> Were you but, getting a lot of uh, Skid Row on the beach, getting blared? Yeah. Right. Um. Well, let's th- let me just be honest. In '89, I don't think I was really listening to Skid Row. Well, not you, just randos <laughs> at the beach, though. Like, oh. they had to be pump- they had to be pumping Skid Row at the beach. It was Bruce. You could play Bruce, Bon Jovi, or Skid Row at the beach. I was kind of intimidated by any time I heard something that would resemble Skid Row at that time. Yeah. You know, you just, Skid Row for me felt like that it was a line of demarcation. I, I, right. I you know, <laughs> you got um, Motley Crue, kind of, they're, they're near that line. But after having listened to Motley Crue's second album, they never really crossed over into like, is this kind of dirty rock? Or is this, what, what, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to go down this, go, go into that dark tunnel or whatnot. Yeah. But then that, because that leads to maybe the cult. Or, uh, and not, yeah, the cult's a great band. Yeah. Check yeah. them out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's, there seemed to be like, like poison on one side. Once you started getting into Skid Row, you started like... The makeup fades and the... The hair gets a little not as high. Jean jackets, Although, the the fringe comes it's just off, raw, and now it's just like, yeah, I I equated it more along the lines of like uh, what like the Guns and Roses that was happening at the time. That this seems like it's in that lane. Yeah, and I there may be a little more metal where Guns and Roses was a little more glam, maybe a dash of punk. But uh, well, I could see why you know because they Skid Row has a little bit more metal into it. I, 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 you know the. A whole, they all lean more right. metal. You call you know? it all metal at the end of the day. Yeah. Ge- geographical question. I think of hair metal. I f- What's that? There you go. Sorry. Uh, I, uh, I hope you didn't. I might have, no, I got it. Geographical uh, question. Geogra- <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Poison, obviously, L.A., Right. Yeah. Molly Crew, obviously. LA. Mm-hmm. But there was like a slightly like not quite as dope version on the East Coast. Agreed. Of glam. <laughs> yeah. Well that yeah, you, you had know, Twisted it's Sister. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's just kinda like, like 
And that never so just different. really felt real. Yeah. Twisted, yeah, I never yeah. really got into the Twisted Snyder. Oh. Uh, you had Kiss, but I never got into them either. Yeah. No, but like... I, I, I But Skid Row, though. Skid Row. I, mean, I didn't get a ton into them because I was more like, like I said, like a Guns N' Roses guy. I don't know if I felt like it was Beatles and Stones or Blur and uh, uh, the other guys. But uh, Oasis. Yeah. Also, I'm. you know what? I'm in like 10th grade. Eleventh grade in ninety one. Yeah. I feel like Skid Row was past. I was just learning how, like, I was just liking PE, and that's coming off of like you know pretty hard or still in pretty hard Jane's addiction territory. Grunge is hitting right now. Right, this is that middle period. Yeah, and it's one of those things that this album did well for Skid Row, and then their next one not so much. Uh, and they took some time off to do their their third album because grunge was sitting hitting so hard, and they were aware that they have a little bit of different sound. They're on this yeah, kind of that border. Next one out till ninety five. Yeah, mm. when grunge was over. Yeah, Basically, exactly. You was down they, to your seven married threes and your puddles of mud. Yeah, full conscious choice for production to to wait for that wave to crash and recede back into the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> leaving a high tide mark. Right. I thought that I thought they were like a good East Coast answer to the Guns N' Roses, though. I think they held their own. They had Fear. my ear. Yeah. They, they definitely had my ear. Dude, I mean, come on. And Sebastian Bach, he's like a seven foot tall, like long haired cocaine monster in 1991. <laughs> wearing shirts. He, you know, he's getting controversies for wearing very insensitive t shirts at the yeah, time. I bet. Um, well, yeah, that just, was. Yeah. I mean, they're, they were young and dumb, as yeah. we all are kind of felt that way you know and and also that's kind of maybe part of the the aura around a lot appeal, of this rock yeah. yeah that was the appeal yeah. you know um but shit man this thing is recorded in uh or released in june 11th 1991 Almost basically 20 years ago 30 years 30, ago, dude shit. yeah i know that's fucking wow. that's a long time ago that's um, a wouch right there. Yeah. You got to invent a whole word for that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see who we got going. Um, uh, producer is uh, what? Michael Wagner. He's German. It's probably a vag- Wagner. Wagner. Absolutely. It's got to be. Um, Wagner. <laughs> he's, I'm related to the Valkyries. <laughs> I will make you sound like an angel. He, he was in uh, He was in another band. He was like a guitar player. He Speaking to the mic, how about that? Yeah, he up. was a guitar pl- like one of the first guitar players in Accept. You remember those guys? I the don't, but weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about anyway. Yeah, you Google that; it's fun. All right, but he's got a little history, but he produced all the metal albums in the eighties. Absolutely, man. He he did uh, um, a lot of the big bands, and it is kind of re- responsible for that sound. I made a list. I was impressed. Oh, all right, wow, excellent. You had Dawkins. Ooh. Alice Cooper, Extreme, the, the the big album form too, the big the big one. Yeah, King's X, Megadeth, White Lion, Warrant, Striper, Ozzy, and Saigon Kick, and that's that's a very Striper partial list. Yeah, what list is this? Of all the guys that this guy this produced. guy's messed with, oh. Michael Wagner mixed. Yeah, yeah. Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. Um. So he's he's kind of you know we're in this zone where the producer is influencing a sound. He's got like a stable of artists that are just keeping you know coming back to him because he's got it. He's got this, and part of his shit is amping and reamping. That uh, was his shit. He was like famous for the reamping. 
Yeah. Which is just which it's exactly it. like it sounds. Yeah. Where you record a guitar and maybe you weren't happy with the tone you ended up with. So you end up running that guitar sound out of the board and into another amp and then re miking that amp. So you're getting like a twice processed signal. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah, he was kind of the king of that. That was his, that was his move. What do you think that does? Does it make it uh, like a thicker sound or it's just yeah. a little, yeah, a little you bit deeper range? sounds without having to be louder. Like it just kind of builds up in the low end. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is, this record has a little more aggressive guitar sound than a lot of those bands I just named off, like who had loud guitars and did solos, but there's something just a little more nasty. There's something a little I don't know bit, if it's well, just Snake's yeah. left hand or what. Yeah, yeah, there's something to it. Um, let, let's get, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's get into Dave it. Dave the Snake Sabo, by the way, the first guy I saw that had the nose ring with the chain going to the ear. <laughs> Bold move. He's still doing it. <laughs> I've seen worse. He got into the management game. We'll talk, we'll talk about Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. Give the devil his due, like whatever you think about the guy. Yeah, I think he's probably a fun hang for an evening. Uh, but damn, I mean, he's in that he's in that conversation with like Chris Cornell and Axl Rose and guys at this Sebastian time. Sebastian Bach. That, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Give the devil his due, right? Yeah. Or um, you know, Phil Anselmo stopped doing this, but you knew he could if you listen to Cemetery Gates. He yeah. made a conscious decision break away but he's that's that that's that class of singers yeah. right there yeah he's got it and, and, it no, kind of created a genre yeah just that clean he's got that clean scream <laughs> the clean you know? scream yeah that gets you all Makes the way it, to Broadway he was doing Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in like the 2000s yeah something he, t- he talked about on was Broadway he, yeah. yeah got a little little that sweet little good for him good for him is a very Guns N' Roses group to me. Maybe a little slower and sludgier even. Like, Guns N' Roses might have had it up 10 BPM. I agree. And this is... Dirty glass chamber. I remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. Someone knows good at the bite. You know, it's got... It's a sleazy group. It's a sleazy group. They, they feel like a dirty band. Sleazy. I think that's my... Yeah. You know, I think that's a, not a bad thing, though. No. Sometimes you gotta no. have a little sleeve. Yeah. It's just more like you get a sleeve. Now they can come up. <laughs> That's you know, if you're driving in your in your T-top Camaro up the up the shore, letting that cowbell fly. This feels like a summertime song. I feel like hooting. I feel like yelling out a window. Um, again, you know, listening to this album, I started to unlock a few things, and it was it was how good it sounds consistent yeah. through the whole thing well produced man. yeah and there's some there's some sawing guitars on here yeah, two guitar players that's the move like 
Richie Sambora. Yeah. Those Jersey Blues men. Boss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we going to talk about the boss at some time? Is that the elephant in the room? Or have we already mentioned that? I love, I love talking about the boss. <laughs> I mean, you got to think these guys, they grew up in Jersey. Well, two of them are from New York, but uh, Snake and Bach are from Jersey. And maybe I think the drummer. Or Tom's River. Tom's River. Uh, my, my high school... In my four years of high school, we had like the best running back in the state, and Tom's River South had the second best running back in the state, and we beat played each other in the in the state championships that year, and uh, Jersey on Jersey, Jersey on Jersey, Ooh, yeah, and a, we won the fight. match. And a little fun fact, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I played the. A, the, uh, a solo in the Star Spangled Banner on my baritone marching yeah. horn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. You did the bombs bursting in air? Yeah. yeah. Part. Yeah. 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 I nailed it. It hit it. it, it I was like so scared I, on a baritone horn, dude. That was cool. Yeah. That was. That's a big but, moment, dude. Yeah. Tom's River South State Championship game. Two of the best running backs. Definitely going. Some level of further in, in football, yeah, and uh, for college, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, good, it's just good, good times. How many how, did you practice that solo a bunch? Yeah, I had to, like, just boom, <laughs> yeah, it was like this is how you get through it, yeah, it's stressful Balls. as yeah. fuck. <laughs> See, we bonded over this. I played the baritone in yeah, fifth grade, that's and right. I abandoned it. You stayed, I stayed until sophomore year, but uh, yeah, it's just funny, it was stuff. too big to take on the bus, man. Having a hard time, <laughs> but Tom's River, you know, they it's it's a little further down than uh, where I'm at, but good football program, good football program. <laughs> how, how many students are we talking about? Like, did Sebastian he went to high school here or some? Uh, no, he's from he, Ontario, actually. He's Canadian, okay. yeah. Oh, what's going on? Okay, so no. His so dad is a like oh. a pretty decently well-known painter, yes, yes, actually did the album cover, did the album cover, done several album covers, actually. Yeah. And he's it's killer. Yeah, it's based off of Caravaggio's something with the some some burial of uh, yeah. so and so. But this one's got John F. Kennedy in it. Oh, yeah. Notice when he- well, he put yeah he, yeah he put uh, uh, Kennedy and some uh, um, Spiro Agnew. Yeah, some Spiro. <laughs> uh, young Bernie, funny enough, <laughs> called it. Uh, you know, like uh, he updated the painting. You know, with uh, gadgets and people's for the oh, remix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for the remix. Yeah, the remaster. Oh Jesus! Yeah. And the chair went. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> My stomach get back where it's supposed to be. So right. Sebastian gets introduced to Skid Row through John Bon Jovi and more specifically Bon Jovi's parents because hmm. they're at like a wedding and the parents had seen Sebastian and or someone had seen Sebastian. You know, the parents he's singing at the wedding. He's singing at the wedding. Eighteen with like Zach Wild. Ah, uh, another Jersey guy. So. Forgot. I mean, time machine. Zach Wild got to crash that wedding. Sebastian if we Bach were in a wedding band together. They went up to to just take turns singing. They were um, probably the most nightmare people I, you can imagine. Yeah. If you were the wedding band, except I for then you. they start wailing, dude. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. Imagine how many threshers, Jersey threshers, were like, "We got a wedding gig finally with the, <laughs> the Jovies." <laughs> Well, uh, Dave Sabo, the yeah. snake, yeah. Uh, was high school friends with John Bon Jovi. 
And is he chain? Is he the guy with the chain? It's the chain guy. Okay. So exactly, and it goes it goes Jovi to Sabo because Sabo's starting a band. Sabo was the first guitar player in, in Bon Jovi. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, well, did a brief it's, it's tour. All connected with him. over. Did there. a brief tour, and then they met Richie Sambora, and they're like, "Peace." But uh, him and Johnny stayed <laughs> cool, and they actually had made a pact that if one of them got over in the business, they'd uh, help out the other. You literally just did a vignette from The Sopranos. Totally. <laughs> I, I'm seeing it Called now, in dude. that favor. Dude. Old Doc McGee. Mob music. Came in and, and uh, got, hooked him up with the deal. Hey, the Jovis are saying that... Uh, <laughs> the Jovis. The Bon Jovi family. Samboro kid. <laughs> it's going to be hot. But we'll, <laughs> Next best thing. We're going to talk about him in a bit. I think this... Uh, give him a pass. This Bastion kid. He's changing his name, but uh, yeah, he says, you know, dad tickles he the He didn't paint. change it too much. Sebastian Bjork. Yeah. Bjork. Yeah, a little, little slur on it. A little introduction. Little slur and little head. happy glad hand. <laughs> little drunken slur, and we're there. Is that its actual Skid pronunciation? Row. Pronunciation. Bjork. 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 I don't know. Bjork. B b i e r k. Bjork sounds very Bjerk. like Scandinavian to me. It does that's why he's tall? He's probably he's good in Dude cold water. Tall. Yeah. And yeah, he's tall and thin for a long time. Yeah, like lanky. Even when he filled out, he's still a pretty slender guy. You used to be thin, but it's over now. <laughs> Stay cocaine slim. Slave to the grind. Well, that one, was, Monkey Business was a single. Slave to the grind was a single. Yeah, I like it. Uh, this is a good follow-up. Now we're talking. Get that gallop going. You can just visualize all this stuff. The hair is flying right now. They're doing that little thrashy move on the guitar. Yeah. He's singing real in his low register there. Kind of doing it like a speed metal punk rock thing there. It's like a blast beat. It's like they're playing speed metal, drummer's playing punk. Yeah, it's it's right in there. That fucking ride work is tight. That's Van Halen type ride work. <laughs> yes, that's, that's just a, that's that Van Halen Gallop thing I got yeah. there. Yeah. Pretty good riff right there. Gotta get the neck moving. Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know, to bring it back to... Uh, Andrew Brubaker. I feel like there's a little bit of mm. Brubaker riff in there. It's a, just a do that chainsaw kind of. Yeah, it's because it's kind of a Kim Thale riff a little bit too. Totally yeah. Kim Thale riff. I think, and that, that's the era. I mean, those these guys, they're closer together than like Nirvana was to Soundgarden. You know what I mean? Like Soundgarden and Skid Row are more alike than they're not. Yeah, dude. Yeah, opening my yeah. eyes up here a little bit. This, this was the state of cool metal in the early 90s it's Soundgarden Skid Row Guns N' Roses was already losing their cool I mean they were already off to November Rain by this point and it yeah. was like oh boy this is the record they should have made time flies that's a good call <clears throat> that's a good call man like if you were mad that all of a sudden Axel was playing too much piano this was your album <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, that's tight. Dave can lay it down. <laughs> so who's in the band? Do you know who's in the band? I do. So we mentioned Dave Sabo on guitar and Sebastian, the singer. Uh, on bass, though, we got Rachel Boland. He likes to race race cars in his spare time. Really? Yeah. That's some real bass player shit right there. A race cars. Saved his money, bought a yeah. race car. Yeah. Classic. Second guitarist, Scotty Hill. Scotty with an I. Okay. So you know. Then we got a guy with a girl's name. We got Scotty with an I. Yeah, that's right. Scotty Rachel and Scotty and Rob Afuso on the drums. How long does this uh, this lineup stay together? I think until 96. So Sebastian's the first one to leave out of this lineup or yeah. get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, is there a, 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 an answer to that question? I don't know. I don't know if he was the first one, but he, he might. I know he got kicked out because, uh, you know, the, the rumor was... He booked a gig to open up for Kiss, but the other guys didn't want to open up anymore. They were getting too big for the britches and didn't want to open up. But on an interview that I listened to today. But it's Kiss, man. Yeah, basically. (laughs) He's like, nobody's too big to open up for Kiss. (laughs) Literally in the interview. And, uh, um, but he, he said, no, that didn't really happen. They don't, he, he doesn't book shows, the, you know, management and administration and all that stuff, uh, lost in the fog. But, it was not an amicable split. He didn't leave, no. um, you know, on good terms or even just like, yeah, we got to separate, but we, you're a dick and we're dicks, whatever. Um, it uh, it was a little bit uh, tumultuous. They don't really talk so much. You know? No, there hasn't been a reunion and, and there won't. I don't know if there will be. Yeah. It's that bad. Now I'm thinking if you would have caught a Skid, Skid Row show. Skid Row, yo. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Yeah. In Jersey, yeah. Skid Row, yo. Skid Row, yo. <laughs> But do you think that's why Sebastian just kind of like kind of dis- disappeared into anonymity and had to do like reality TV shows and shit? <laughs> he was. He was doing that uh, super group with Ted Nugent. That's and, right. Yeah. Jason Bonham. Yeah. And they were I can't filming the it. Yeah. That's right. It was like one of those, it was like during the VH1 reality scare, you know? <laughs> he, he also auditioned for lead singer of Velvet Revolver. And. Oh. Which is some Guns N' Roses stuff. Uh, the critique was they recorded six songs and they said, we sound like Guns N' Roses and Skid Row mixed together. And <laughs> Sebastian's response is, well, yeah, man, that's what it's going to sound like. Right. right. <laughs> um, where you get. It's like, awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, so comparison, you get Audio Slave, which is that's what that sounds like. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. It's supposed to sound like that. Yeah. Audio Slave? Uh, yeah, I like Audio Slave. And that, that seems to be like a, a similar comparison, you know? Mm-hmm. It sounds like you, what you think it's going to sound like. Chris Cornell fronting Rage Against the Machine. They did there Fucking, for a while. You know, and then they did kind of developed a little bit sing-songy stuff. Yeah. And then... Uh, no, they had a good fit. Yeah. They had a good run. Worked there. It yeah. worked there. And I think Velvet Re- Revolver worked with Scott Weiland, but I didn't really care so much. They could work with Scott Weiland. Exactly. Which I think is one degree shy of Sebastian Bach. Because they were like, nah. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy's a pain in the ass, but you're a giant, you're a literal giant pain in the ass. You're a giant. There's a lot of you. you. There's two Scott Whelans in one Sebastian Bach. Yes. Scott Whelan would have had to tie a rock to his ass so he didn't flow away on a stiff breeze. Let's call it manageable. Yeah. You yeah, know. you could take him down. And Duff's a big guy. Yeah. 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 Sebastian's bigger. 
And so <laughs> you get a little David Lee Roth energy with Sebastian in that in that um, this guy's probably like what you said, be fun for a night. He's a handful. <laughs> um, but I also think that Dave would be fun for a, a way more nights than Sebastian. <laughs> probably, yeah. Okay, that's it. Yeah. All right, you follow. You follow. All right, this one's the threat. Get a little case him. I like. Threat. I like coming up at number two. The threat. <laughs> With long you're... distance dedication. <laughs> Going out to Chris fighting. This no. is a threat. I'll fucking kill you. Mm, metal. When you get that pinch arm on it, see that's from hanging out with Zach Wild. That's maybe that's a Jersey thing. Those Everything's a Jersey thing, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. pinch arm on those little squeals. Yeah, that's a Jersey. I'm dubbing it a Jersey thing. It's kind of a uh, Motley Crue kind of jam right here. Very Doctor Feel Good, totally. Which didn't we decide was stolen from a? Yeah, what did we? I can't remember now. Oh, it was a. Uh, Two Boy Army song, I think. Um, hey, you, you steal where you can steal. <laughs> yeah, that could. That's Guns N' Roses was doing. You could be mine around this time. Yeah, it's just right in that, right in that lane. Yeah, and they got. Wait, I think they get some movie. They got some movie money for You Could Be Mine, right? Yeah, they did. Well, yeah. I think what was like RoboCop Two it was like Youth Gone Wild was in it from these yeah. guys. Youth yeah, Gone so they get. From That's the first a great album. Song. What a good album. As far as yeah. the first, first, first debuts go, there's some <laughs> oh, hitters on there, man. man. I heard 18 in Life 18 when I was driving through Bozeman, and I was like, Jesus. It spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I also Stevie had, was a wild one. Uh, it's a memorable song, and it, it, it repeated itself in my life over the years. It's a classic. It is a classic, but I have this thought, too, right? That was, what, 89? Pro Jam wrote Jeremy and like yeah, ninety two, ninety one. Well, it has to be said too. This right. is also a groove that Mother Lovebone would have pulled off pretty yeah. well too. Yeah, and it's that's the same era, you know. But yeah, but like, do you Andrew think didn't that make it. one in? Do you think that uh, Skid Row may have had any kind of input into like? Pearl Jam's Jeremy, like they're the same thing almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a way. But I'm just like, it popped into my head earlier today. I was like, you know, Jeremy's just a, a story of a kid and getting by, and Skid Row <laughs> is also, but maybe a little different. <laughs> tell, me the, tell me the story of 18 in life. What's the narrative in 18? Tell us about Ricky. Yeah, I don't know the narrative. The All bottle right. was his, his best friend. Yeah. It's been a long time. He fired yeah. six shots in the wind. Okay. Apparently, one of them hit somebody. Nice guy to go to light, go to jail. Eighteen in life. Eighteen in life. Yeah. That is a that is a tragedy. It was Four a wild ones. Like drinking gasoline, he kept his motor running, but it never kept him clean. Fewer and words. For Sebastian Bach, that's, that's some pretty good lyrics right there. Dude, that is that fucking. <laughs> it's a little you know insightful kind of tragedy lyric. Tragedy! <laughs> oh, don't mind if I do. Yeah, if we're putting together fantasy uh, lineups at a festival like Mother Love Bones, Skid Row, and Soundgarden, and uh, yeah. Pantera, who would... Uh, okay, so Soundgarden and Pantera would open up for them on this... T- when they headlined their own tour off this album, their yes. openers were Pantera and Soundgarden. Yeah, and wow. they're opening up for... 
They opened up for Guns N' Roses. For Guns N' Roses. And it's, it's like a, another little tight ring, you know, where... Uh, Soundgarden opened up for Guns N' Roses, too. Yeah, yeah. It was, was the little group there. Wow. We might have to add Venn diagrams into, uh, into <laughs> this, you know, studio filled with red yarn going from band to band. <laughs> We're going to force ourselves to do Guns N' Roses' second album, you which know, is a double album, which has to be two episodes, yeah. bro. Um, I'm excited about this too because these are the kind of the depths I didn't really jump into. I wasn't listening to Skid Row that much at all, except for what's on the radio, and uh, and uh, yeah, that's all. It's, it's like another. It's another arm to the carrot to the funky yeah. carrot, man. It's good. Like probably like I don't jog, but if you, I like to exercise or something, it's probably something I put in the headphones for motivation. Good. Uh, it's good montage music if you're trying to work out. Yeah. Yeah. That is good montage music. Get you pumped. Yeah. Feeling bold. Yeah. yeah. Feeling seven feet tall. Yeah. Like Sebastian. All right. All right. So we're at track four now. It's time to break it, break it down just a little bit. Maybe it's breathe a little bit. Quicksand Jesus. Like, Quicksand um, Jesus. Oh, good. They got the lyrics up on this one because this one needs a little deciphering for me. I'm like, we'll break it down in real time. Oh, there's that 12-string uh, Wanted Dead or Alive shit. Yeah. Snake's like, I'm going to hire that motherfucker. Richie yeah, I'm, doing some, I'm could, doing some of that shit. I could wear round hats, too, Check motherfucker. This out. But these ballads, these ballads at that time. Oh, it's a, it's a wonderful era of, like, and ones like this. Not like the, there were some that weren't good, right? Like I mean, extreme. Oh God! More man. than words. <laughs> yeah, Carrie by Europe. Oh, yeah, it's a great time. They weren't all gold. I didn't care for like Warrant and that kind of shit. Like they had power ballads, but I feel like our generation kind of got. We didn't get the true American rock and roll experience, but we got. All the badass shit in the middle that came to us really fast. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like constantly changing. Everything was fucking. We had our own world. It was good. These guys put out this album closer to when, like, Zeppelin and The Who were putting out their shit. The end, you know. Then. Only 10 years past, those those bands, like, kind of call it quits. Those those concentric ripples um, were real close. Yeah. You know? (laughs) <laughs> they go down that, easy, that don't they? Like another one. <laughs> go down like a Jersey broad. <laughs> Let me ask you this: in, at a bar in Jersey, is it customary? Say, uh, you know, you're paying with cash, that you're going to put the cash on the on the bar, and then the bartender takes away takes away the you know the cost of that drink, puts the cash on the bar there, and then if you're sitting at the bar, you just leave it there, and they just consecutively just pull from. Did you do that in Jersey? I believe it was definitely uh, a practice. Yeah. Not necessarily the bars that I would go to. And the fact that, like, I was still young. I was 21 whenever I'd come back there. Yeah. I wasn't, like, in the in the, in the, in the deep dive of the bar scene. But <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm thinking about our time together in Jersey. And I don't remember going to a bar. No. No. Definitely you know. not. And we've been to bars together. We've before. been to a lot of bars together. But at that time in our, my life, it was more about the beach and 
Yeah. All the things as opposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything Same. else? Yeah. I had to gradu- graduate college to be like, I think I'm going to hang out at Tri Bar. Yeah. And then that was like maybe six years after graduating college. I mean, you stop in from time to time. I like about Snake he's kind of like a uh, he's like a more like melancholy slash yeah he's, just, he's got the same his kind name of bite Snake. I don't know. That? his name is Snake Dave the Snake Sabo I don't know if the I, put, I think it's just Dave Snake so I don't you call him the Snake yeah, like, not yo like the, the Snake he's not like the Edge you ever hear Bono talk to him he'll be like yo the Edge what yeah like that's his first name and Edge is his last name and it's important to him the Edge <laughs> The and edge. there's been a discussion because Bono referred to him as Edge once, and uh, that didn't, it didn't go over well. Oh, it's the <laughs> Edge. Yes, the Edge. edge. Oh, I'm hearing like a big outro here. <laughs> this is how you end a power ballad. Quick San Jesus. Temple of the Dog had uh, Plastic Jesus. Remember that one? Everyone's been on Jesus' case in the early 90s. You know, it's a strong move to be able to add Jesus into uh, one of your titles uh, or into one of your your, 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 um, opuses. Yeah. Or in your videos like this Man in the Box video, I was like, was that like oh, yeah, a weird Jesus thing going on? Clips of Jesus. You're like, that was uh, Jesus oh, imagery, Jesus. I think. It's not speak. That's like that's the sound of the Jersey Devil coming out of the Pine Barrens right there. <laughs> Takes skill. It does. I'm truly in awe of the guy's voice. Like yeah. he it, that he really he won the lottery with that instrument. That's what he was saying about transitioning to Broadway. He's like, I was I'm already boned up. I've been right. doing this for like six <laughs> nights a week for right. ninety days. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I gotta wear a cape. Yeah. <laughs> no big Done. deal. It's gotta be a bed sheet. Oh, oh, no spandex. Just... Can I wear skinny jeans? This guy's tall. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make my dick look bigger? <laughs> and I just don't just know when this kind of singing is gonna come back into style, but I kinda miss it a little bit. Like it's impressive. And I like singing that isn't like that too, but in a fun um, way, the darkness did it. You yeah, know, they did, and that was a lot of that was a lot of vocal acrobatics. Yeah, Matt Bellamy, Muse can can do some of that for sure. Yeah, um, but it's just like some real like on the charts shit. That would be amazing. <laughs> what if Billy Eilish one day just starts just came out? If <laughs> 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 she whispers her way through two albums, there we go. We could do a modern second album. Billy Eilish just dropped one. Oh, nice. Two. Yeah, man. We're hip. We're happening. Absolutely. Billy Eilish just dropped another album? <coughs> I believe so. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been to the record store in a while. <laughs> what bin is that? Which bin do I look through to get that one? Contemporary? Is that one? Quick San Jesus. Quick um, San Jesus. Yeah, I'm not sure. I Once again, I, I totally disengaged and did not look at the lyrics as I scrolled by, so I still really know closer to figuring out what that song is about. Because, <laughs> you know, ton, as we said, tons of Jesus metaphors flying in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was wasted on this one. I think that was a good... There's a reason why Striper was on that list earlier. That's true. Like, <laughs> I mean, Wigner only messes with people with a healthy respect for <laughs> the Son of God, you know what I mean? What's your opinion on the Lord? 
Y'all miss yes, Bastion? I'm a fan of the Jesus. Nobody fucks with you. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. I don't think they had any trouble with nailing a fucking fourth place on the album ballad song for your second album. Like they're kind of going right down the line of mm. just sounds awesome boom <laughs> rocking tunes one two three we're gonna throw it at you yeah, no four. bummers yet nah. no bummers yet we might is this a bummer free album we'll find out well, i don't know he was just singing about jesus so well, that I don't know might have been was. spiritually a bummer i don't know how either that story way went. i think yeah. go either way you know one man's bummer is another man's bummer just real quick you think he was um qu uh, quicksand jesus jesus known for walking on the water amongst oh, other things shit. okay does it is it like some kind of play mm. like you're, 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 I don't know what the play is. Is it too clever? Is it a Pete Carroll where it's gonna sometimes too, too much clever. credit? You is he going to sink in the sand? Right. Is that the question? Is that the question? Mm. That's a... Depends how smart you think Sebastian Bach is. Yeah, that's a... That's, He's gone yeah, pretty knows? far in life. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Psycho love. Well, I don't need the lyrics for that one, I guess. They ain't giving them to me. That's a bass line, though. Yeah. Nice tone, too. That's like almost flea-like. Oh, Actually, that whole... Hold on, hold on, hold on. That whole... <laughs> oh! The rare... The rare reappreciation. <laughs> yes. We're going to play too. that whole first, like, eight bars. Yeah. Is... Was it Freaky Styly? What was that, dude? Listen, again. Give it to my <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's that's yeah. early sleep. That's early sleep. Before blood sugar sleep. What bass player wasn't paying attention to flea in 1991, though? Yeah, dude, if you're a professional musician playing coast to coast, and at this time, going, starting to go, setting up for the headlining tour, which is going to take them overseas. They only touched a little bit of overseas with uh, opening, yeah. and only for like a few weeks or, you know, like a month or so. Hasn't been any year and a half long tour for Skid Row yet when they no, record this. This was, considering the hits they had on that first album, that this was even more of a breakthrough. Yeah, and this is the first heavy metal album that debuts at number one on the Billboard charts ever. Right, the first one, in, and the first one ever in the sound scan sound scan era, where it was like where they got all mad technical about it, right? You know, dude, what's sound scanner? That's when it's literally when you scan the US, uh, what is it, the, not the USB code, but the uh, yeah the QPC. QPC code, yep. the little <laughs> what do you call it? QPC. Is that what it is? Yeah, QPC. I don't know. No, you know, is little, it? I don't the know. Little barcode, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm with okay, you. The mark of the beast. Yeah, Every, like which it, it was, is. Was literally, you know, actual sales where it was like, oh. Uh, there was this, like some equation between like radio spins and it yeah. was really convoluted. So like around 1990, 91, the sound scan era, they'll call that, where it's like, it's lit. It's nice breakdown a, there. That is a nice breakdown. It took me by surprise too. You're going to do a little rush bridge. I'm kind of liking this whole track right here. Man. I'm surprised. This just took a left turn, huh? Yeah. There's a there's a late '80s early '90s vocal tone. That guitars too. It's a very Queensryche sound. The very Jet City woman yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right around the same time. Oh, Searing? fucking Jeff Tate put him on the board. Yeah. That's another guy that can sing like this. Okay, good call. Sorry to shout. And also can put a ballad together. 
dude. <laughs> we gotta make a best, dude. Cut, dude. We gotta do their second album. Yeah. Well, has it just begun? <laughs> Bold choices. <laughs> Queensryche. Bold choice band. Ooh. Steps it up right now. A shout out to Beery and Bob because he's way into these guys and this was his shame. And when I listen to songs like this, I can see why. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Twelve, mow the yard, all angry right now. <laughs> that does sound good. They were. Uh, this was a step. You know, this is a step up from the what was happening in the eighties. Like you said, poison and uh, yeah, your faster pussy cats and your warrants and your stripers. Yeah, this it's way it's a nastier. It's definitely nastier. It's, uh, it's got a little bit more soul to it too, mm-hmm. and just done better. You know, not that like. CC Deville is a hell of a guitarist, yeah. But he's not throwing down riffs like this. No. And fucking homeboy cannot sing like this either. No. No, that's the thing with these vocals. I mean, that long ass torso and shit, dude. Like it's just a <laughs> singing resonates. machine, really. Like yeah, he's built like uh, Michael Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> long <laughs> yeah. legs and a long torso. Yeah. And feet to die for. Really. Ah. Like fans. Foot observer, Steve. <laughs> I know. Did he? Did he Is this call a it thing? Did you see him at the beach? Uh, we've all seen him in the pools for, like, for the last sixteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping in the VH1 mansion pool. Have you ever seen Sebastian Bach out in public in, in New Jersey? Wild. You ever no. see his feet? Have I? He's your feet guy. I, I've... <laughs> Steve, the feet guy. <laughs> Um, no, but I I never met him face to face, but there would have been a chance. Long phone that call. Though. There would have been, there could have been a, a there could have it could have been a real thing if if I had known earlier in my life. Oh, yeah. But I I grew up in this neighborhood that had a, it was like a, the the reservoir is right behind the house, and there was a dam, and it was like swimming river road, and the dam flooded one winter. And it flooded this house. It was just like sort of like a river house. Well, yeah, whatever. It's like a on its own island, more swampy it? river. It's yeah. not like, but it's good. If, <laughs> it's, a yeah. it's a good river. It's Jersey. What do you want? Yeah. It's a good river. What do you want? <laughs> Going downhill. Come on. And so there was this house that I didn't know at the time, but my mom brought it to my attention years later when a friend of hers was like telling her a story about this. Rock star that used to live in that house that got destroyed in the in the flood, and it turns out the rock star was Sebastian Bach. So, so yeah. that's the house that I don't he think, lost. Yeah, in, yeah. It's like hurricane something. Some hurricane, yeah. Hurricane flooding. But it's it's a modest sort of suburban neighborhood, and he was just had this house but his house but his house was propped on the reservoir but it was still on the main drag you have jet skis did you ever do you know if you had jet skis there it it was in that kind of river okay (laughs) this is like this is he feels like a jet ski he feels like a jet ski guy too shallow (laughs) a lot of mud yeah but it's funny because literally like five or eight, eight five or six blocks from my house was like Sebastian Bach's house yeah that's just yeah. something my mom said, who said, hey, you know, there's this rock star guy. And I was like, she starts describing him to me, and I'm like, 
all of a sudden you're like, of course it's Sebastian Bach. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I just had an epiphany while you were saying that, though. We were talking about why it's kind of nasty. And then it made me shout out. I got to shout out another East Coast rock and roll, Aerosmith. I mean, these are the the Aerosmith influence here. Yeah, it shouldn't be understated. And it was the same influence on Guns and Roses. It was the same influence on Mother Love Bone. Yeah, and off of their first album, um, Skid Row starts touring with Aerosmith as well. There you go. Yeah, so they're there they're you they're go. opening up for just juggernauts. But Aerosmith would have it. those sleazy grooves. Yeah, they could they could do it. Kind of invented it. Maybe yeah, after the Stones, maybe the Stones. Yeah, you might have to visit. We might got to visit. This is this is mm. going to turn into something, isn't it? <laughs> it? Always does. Let's close out this side of the record with Beggars Day. It's like Friends. Totally, or like a monkey song, like Last Train to Clarksville or oh, some yeah. shit. <laughs> Very fast Huey Lewis tune, too. Yeah. Police coming down out of the rafters, yeah, through the synchronous. Michael Anthony school holding down that yeah. meaty eighth notes. Little ism there. I can. <laughs> and that had to be kind of based on some of the shit. There's another song that's reminding me of that guitar lick there. Yeah, it's killing me. That's uh, I'm some cross-eyed thinking about that, it. Yeah, but I can't put my finger on it. Beggar's Day. What is that? Is that like uh, is that a Jersey thing? Beggar's Day. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. It's fucking Beggar's Day. What do you want? It was early. Yeah, early Jersey. <laughs> When it was forming. Yeah, that's that's Deep Roots Jersey. That might be some Ontario I think, shit. I, I think it know. exists. It definitely exists. Dude, 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 look at this. Come on. This close. Look it up. I can't. The bass drum cymbal interplay is sounds so good. It's got such dynamic range to it with still keeping that punch. This album's mix. Just did a really good job. That's nasty. Took one breath. That groove is nice, too. It started off as some kind of like something you could hear either with the monkeys or a Molly Crew doing. Molly Crew couldn't lay up in the cut this hard. No. That kind of... No. All day while I'm thinking, listening about these guys, listen about, um, Motley Crew kept coming up. Like, it kept reminding me of, like, Kickstart Your Heart here mm-hmm. and there, and, and 
and in a way made me want to listen to Motley Crue. And every time I came to that that uh, parabolic curve of thought, I was like, God, they're just doing it better. Yeah, These yeah, guys yeah. are just doing it better. Yeah. It makes me think of that. And, and it's like, it's weird being influenced uh, by crew first, hearing this and being like, oh, it's grimier. They're doing it was it grimier out there. And in a way, a little bit uh, experience I had with Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, where I listened to way more Pearl Jam sooner. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back onto Soundgarden, was like, I, I, just, I just couldn't digest it. Like, we <laughs> talked about it when, with, when we did uh, Louder Than Love. Yeah. It's grimier. It, it's fucking with you it's a little bit more. A little more, more sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I taller. Know what to do. It's taller gonna, rock. Another, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's another tall boy right there. That's a tall band. That's a very tall band. One of the tallest bands. Yeah. One of the tallest bands to ever walk. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the Rolling Stones, I think they're like three times as tall as the Rolling Like if you laid them all end to end, there's like two sound yeah. gardens. Yeah. <laughs> to eight <laughs> Rolling Stones. You know, there's those ration-fed kids from the war. You know, all five footers, man. Yeah, it's rough. Cold water people. Yeah, hobbits, if you will. <laughs> you have hobbits in 1991. I mean, the books. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> they didn't have. It's always uh, been no, they, hobbits. He, they didn't do those. He wasn't making the, the Hobbit Steve. movies yet. It's always been hobbits. It's always been hobbits. True. Who, who are you talking about, the, Peter Jackson? Before those Peter Jackson movies, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, 1991. Yeah, yeah, but the Ralph Bakshi movie's out. It it's didn't, true. it didn't come out this year. But that was my, um, that was the cool one. Yeah, that was the cool one, man. That that was a rotoscoped animation for the Lord of the Rings. Fucking revisit it. It's awesome, it's and it's long cool. too. It's like they don't shortchange it. So it's truly like psychedelic. It's weird. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, you want to know what else came out this year? I do. Even though the back she didn't, just you know, just to be clear. Well, for some fucking movies that you could be uh, maybe cranking this to, you know, yeah. uh, you're gonna show up and maybe go get some tickets with your lady to see my girl, Ooh. and then be like, oh, bummer, we're not gonna kiss tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie. One of Dan Aykroyd's best acting roles, oh, I think, right. in My Girl. He was the dad. Don't be. Oh, shit. Accidental, man. Yeah, don't be it. Don't, um, don't, <laughs> don't be sad don't. after see My Girl. It's, it, it's impossible not to be bummed out in that movie. Um, but you you learned your lesson, right? So now, <laughs> hun, we're going to fucking crank. We're going to crank some Skid Row again because that's yeah. how we met. Smoking cigarettes on the side of the school. <laughs> We're going to fucking go check out my own private Idaho. Oh, yeah. Another feel-good hit. Funny enough, she's down. He's not after that movie. Right. You know. <laughs> um, and then uh, maybe uh, you shake it off. You finally finally get a night when you guys get to neck in the back of the Trans Am, rocking Skid Row <laughs> after you laugh your asses off. And don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, dishes are done, man. <laughs> I remember this summer. So it feels yeah. like, I you saw know. that one in the theater. Yeah, and uh, I saw Point Break in the theater. Oh, mm. man. Boys in the Hood? Anybody yes. see that? Yes. Uh, we got Robin Hood, men in, not Men in Tights, but uh, might as well have been. We got Robin Kevin Hood. Costner? Prince. Yeah, Costner. Uh, Costner Hood. Uh, Wasn't Brian Adams in that, too? Brian Adams is strong He's, in the force right now. Yeah. 1991. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe if we got a top 10... <laughs> Everything I do, I do it for you. Is floating somewhere around there. Oh, what a great song! That's <laughs> right. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. Spooky, still a great movie. What about Bob comes out? 
<laughs> right? Turkey tits. And uh, Return to the Blue Lagoon comes out. What? Oh, the oh. Mila Jovovich version. Yeah. Why that just came right to the front of my mind out of nowhere? <laughs> popped up. That yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Funny to make a like a, a Return to the Blue Lagoon movie. Yeah. Like, like twenty years later. Yeah, with the I mean, first years, one maybe problematic. Problematic. Uh, I took a date to this movie in my Chevy Blazer. Uh oh. Yeah, Carrie. And uh, <laughs> funny enough, last name German. Hmm. Starts with a W. City Slickers. Oh. Good date night. Good date night. Felt good. Yeah. Touched Hello. your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was yes, the... that's exactly what it's from. <laughs> so, uh, this is a pretty good driving date night kind of movie. You know, rock and roll's happening. There's a, there's a lot in the cultural stew moving around in 1991. Um, and that's why some people went to see The Doors. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the best part of the trip I really like. Uh, what year is that? 91. That was a big one in the high school. The Doors were still playing in 91? No, the movie. Oh, the movie. Right, 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 right. Oliver Stone. Sorry. Yeah. That was the big deal to get super high and go see that movie in high school. It was a big deal. That was psychedelic. That yeah. was a big movie. I like that movie a lot more than I like The Doors as a band. Agreed. <laughs> and do you know what The Doors... They make a way better movie than a band. I think The Doors got the... And The Velvet Underground got the same sickness that There's it just... A, it, yeah. it hits this peak and then it just kind of starts crumbling a little bit. Yeah. What didn't crumble when they sent it into space was the Hubble telescope. Also, the Hubble uh, telescope. Well, that's why they had to fix it. Yeah, they, they forgot. They forgot Remember the it L. Was all, it was all jammed up. <laughs> they opened it up. It was all out of focus. Yeah, it was all banged up. Yeah. It got shook around. It was a Hubble. So, I mean, that thing just paid dividends. We uh, mm. I got a foiled coup at the Kremlin, 1991. Damn. Free elections in Taiwan. The first free elections in Taiwan. This is Taiwan. It's this is yeah. still debatable if to, by China's right. side if Taiwan is yeah, its own John place. John Cena just have yeah. to make a big apology on Twitter because he, yeah, said something that wasn't that. Yeah, I didn't hear what he didn't say or what he John did Cena? say. John mm-hmm. Cena. Yeah, but Uh-oh. he had referred to Taiwan as being their own thing. Yeah, I didn't hear and that. Somebody recording. forgot he had a movie opening in China the next week or some shit, and they had his ass on like a. Like one of those Taliban prisoners, like look all frightened in oh, front of the camera. Yeah. Like it's phonetically learned a bunch of Chinese to say, "I'm sorry, please go to our movie with much respect and love." Wow. That's the recording yeah. that I heard. Their apology, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, uh, apologizing over and over again. Like I'm, so, I would never re- purposely refer to them as a country. It is so wrong. It's laughable. Way, 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 way wrong, obviously. Like, that's the translation, yeah. almost literally. It's insane. You heard it here first. Feifel just called John Cena a bitch. I don't think that's no way, man. What kind of shit is this, man? Hold up. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Karate man bleed on the inside. That's right. Showing um, weakness. But he's obviously got a movie that's going to come out in China soon. And uh, let's see what else went on. The USSR is over. It's yeah. done. You're done, done, son. Get out. Peace. My my husband works in sanitation. You're going to hear from us, pal. <laughs> How many times did you hear that shouted through your neighborhood? Oh, dude, every other day. Right? Dude, gorgeous. Everyone works in sanitation. Gorgeous trees. Do you know who they asked to stop? The government asked to stop doing his job or doing his what he, his duty? This uh, Rudy. The government asked someone to resign in 1991. Like some juries, too, or something like that. Jack Kevorkian. Oh, oh, right. 
this in 1991, they were like, ah, you can't do this anymore, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when he started inventing the machines that push the, he invented the self-suicide yes. machine. Yeah. Like push button. Yeah. Which is, I think, all oh, sleepies or something like that in uh, Children of Men. Oh, dude, they have a store-bought suicide machine you can grab. And just because, you know, nobody's having kids and it's getting weird out there. That hasn't happened yet, but the Gulf War in 1991 was uh, going on. And this is when we first got the to classic see... classic Gulf War. Laser bombs, scuds coming in. Boom. Patriot missiles. So. Wolf Blitzer. Yes. It's like I'm there again. Yeah, right. Dude, I remember 11th grade <laughs> sitting in, I uh, so used to really like my English. I always liked my English classes in school. But there, that, you know. I go, what was on TV last night? What, well, that was the fucking, we saw the footage of the bomb going into the fucking yeah. building. Whoa, how many did you get? Weird, man. Holy fuck. But you could distract yourself. Listen, just turn on the radio. You hear a lot of good time music. Isn't that funny? Go to war and that's when the good time music sits. Like, There's a lot going on. I like the way. The cauldron. The kissing game. You know that song? Mm-mm. I'm not going to sing it. High five. You might know it. You probably heard you know it. <laughs> but number nine, I mean, I know you know this one, but Strike It Up by Black Box. Hum it for me. Just... Strike it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the Is one. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Luther Vandross, though. Speaking of like hanging around since the 70s. Power of Love slash Love Power. Sounds mad, you know, uh, redundant, but. Yeah, but I'm it works. Feeling he meant it. Luther can make it work. This too. is, uh, yeah, this was, uh, I think he was still a big guy then. It's before he got thin. Mm-hmm. Number seven, you're unbelievable. Nice. Yeah, okay. MF. Yeah. Now we're hitting my orbit. Right? Here. Fuck yeah. I love that song. That's I love jam. that band, dude. Right? That's the only song I could tell you. That whole them. genre, like, struck me for a little while where I was Jesus just like, Jones fan? Yeah, like, yeah. all that shit. <laughs> it was just different. Yeah. You know? Yeah, With the European. Yeah, I love this going on. I don't want to cry by Mariah Carey. I can't put. I can't bring that one to mind. Yeah, probably one I'd know too if I heard it. But she's a, Mariah Carey's music to me is kind of like looking through those uh, the wavy you know fumes on a hot highway. It's just like <laughs> it's it's something. Yeah, Something's it's there. The Mariah make it out. REM. Was hitting it big time with losing my religion. Oh, I love Five. that album. Oh yeah. yeah, fucking love it. Let me tell you something, gentlemen. For Carrie, one night, because it was it was rough going. She was, you know, we weren't really dating, but we go on a date. But she, you know, we talk late on the phone about problems and stuff and <laughs> and all that stuff. It was really um, a very thorough experience in what could be referred to as friend zone but before anybody knew what friend zone was you know like it was it was like the young pubescent friend zone 11th what grade friend zone. jersey uh homo yeah what, what? yeah yeah <laughs> i'll cut that out i'll make it a drink yeah. but, uh, <laughs> getting friend zoned friend zone like before it was cool yeah 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 before it was cool um i wrote out all the lyrics, because we both liked R.E.M., oh, to man. Losing My Religion and drove past her uh, workplace where she was at the dune deck, like, doing a uh, serving um, uh, Illuminati parties. And so, <laughs> and, I, and I drove back, like, maybe two, like, two three times thinking, like, I'm going to put this on her windshield. I'm going to, no. 
And I never did. No. I never did. I never good put move. on a machine. It was good. good move. <sighs> it was one of the moves I finally didn't do that was discretion. Dude, but that's so John Hughes of you. Yeah, that's the problem. Because yeah. it freaks people out. Yeah, I had to yeah, say Yeah, yeah. John Cusack <laughs> should have the cops I called on my him pulling that too, shit man. with the boombox. I'll yeah. tell you what, when some kid shows up in this cold sack pulling that shit, trying yeah, to hold yeah. the cell phone yeah. out real loud with a uh, Burger King cup in front of it to amplify, calling the cops. You get the fuck that's out awesome. of here with that. <laughs> Michael Bolton, they were dancing to Michael Bolton's Love is a Wonderful Thing. I can't even call that one. Really? I don't, is that I don't, number four? It is number four. Feels I can't. Yeah, if it's Perfect. Number four at best. Ah, <laughs> uh, we talked about them already, but extreme at number three with you guess it more than words. More than words. I think the only time they probably ever got this high on the chart. I gotta yeah, believe. He, yeah, I can't imagine. But you know, I bet they're retiring on that song. That was the theme of the freshman yeah. dance that year. More than words was like and that, was oh. the song. that was the theme of the freshman dance. Number two, though, uh, no, not my not my favorite. Color me bad. I want to sex you up. Yeah. Again, if you really thought this song was sexy, you were probably like ten. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing sexy about that song. I don't know. I like that they were. I they... don't want it to come on when I'm jamming. I'm good. That song. Yeah. Sex uh. you up. Yeah. Want to sex you up. And they would wear like That's the tinted granny glasses that were. It was too much. They were. They were too much. They Which were too much, but they were swinging hard. I kind of respect their swing. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like one of them had like the shaved eyebrows. They definitely one of them had like a Caesar cut. Yeah. It was like They pre... were in different color suit jackets. Yeah, it was like pre-Backstreet Boys. Yeah. It was already after New Kids on the Block, though, so it was like... Yeah, but it was older. It was for an older crowd. It was for I a suppose. party crowd. You know, it was for like 22 and up. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, probably but... a lot of... You can you can color me bad on the on the show. Club, getting club, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Club mean. All that TikTok, shit. TikTok, you don't stop. But at number one, man, you couldn't tell me there was many ladies hotter than this at the time of Paula Abdul. Yeah, Rush, Rush with a young uh, Keanu Reeves in the video. Really? Yeah. On Private Idaho, Reeves. Yeah. 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 He's drive. He's pulling the. Uh, is the whole uh, takeoff on the old movie with the Griffith Observatory and the convertible and uh, James Dean. And mm. Oh, yeah. Things. Like yeah. driving up to it or something. Yeah. yeah. Homage, if you will. But that was, that was kind of, I mean, we got a war on people, and that's our that's our top ten. But yeah. the more things change, the more they stay the same in it. Yeah. I think I, I think I said it. Yeah, thank you. nice one. <laughs> I, really, I was going to top it, too, with... Uh, I, I think 1991 is, uh, you know, a cauldron of culture. I can get. Boy, wasn't it? We had the first Bush, Bush number one. In 91, you're right. Yeah. Right. This is Desert Shield slash Desert, Desert Storm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is, this is stirring up some shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of dust getting kicked in 1991 all across the globe. Sonically. Putting the feelers out. Yeah, we got uh, changes coming. Hasselhoff brought down the wall. I mean, it was a beautiful time. David Hasselhoff. Yeah, man. You didn't I know like that, that he was responsible for that. I bet Wagner fucking mixed one of his albums. Oh my god! <laughs> I bet, dude. Please. Let's see how they kick off the second side of this. Living on a chain gang. I don't think this is that old tune either. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Living on a chain gang. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the 
Nope. Always Mexico. It ain't right, man. It ain't right. That's a nice hold right there. He didn't have a problem speaking about the issues at hand. (laughs) What's he saying here? No idea what you just said oh. there, but that first verse was like about a kid stealing to eat and goes to jail while killers walk the streets. Say that again? The system. It's about the system, oh, man. Man, that's harsh. If you think the system's working, ask somebody who isn't. All right. That's harsh. Whew. But living life- on chain gang, man. It's rough out there is what he said. Yeah. God damn. Suicidal shakedowns are in the air, man. So what do you think he's influenced by as far as uh, writing his lyrics and uh, this sound? Dude, like you said, that is a Jersey Devil scream right there. <laughs> yeah. That's just in you. Yeah. I, I, that's carving your own path right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. some Rob Halford shit. Like, that's, that's pretty rare air he's screaming into. Yeah. Uh, what he's thinking about lyrically, I don't know. Like, him and Sammy Hagar could, could write a great political album, I'm just saying. <laughs> Think you can still do it? I don't think so. Because that's that's some crazy shit. Yeah, some of the interviews I was listening to today, later in the years, man, his voice sounds a little bit banged up. You know, might be able to do a show here and there, but oh, his speaking voice? Yeah. Well, his speaking voice has always been. He's always been like right. right, It's the it's the uh, Jeremy Enoch conundrum. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, how can your speaking voice sound like? Yeah, Tony Soprano belts out something (laughs) super clean. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's some more pinch harmonics. (laughs) The old Jersey move. It's like you were saying about uh, crew. Like that riff reminds me of like a Twisted Sister riff. Yeah, but better. It, but better. Yeah, <laughs> and it it throws me off a little bit. And that's your Long Island guys too, like Twisted Sister riffs. Yeah, I mean they were there. <laughs> it's different nice. end of the island. Yeah. Different end altogether. Like Sebastian Bach, uh, you would hear stories of where it's got showed up. You know, I never saw D. Snyder in person, but. You know, two degrees of separation of this one time at this restaurant and this, that, and the other thing. I appreciated what he did for uh, the uh, Parental Music Advisory Board. Yeah, that's I always liked that. Other movie. than that, like him and John Denver were kind of like the guys, the saviors of the day. Yeah, we losing to you. Yeah, are we losing you. No, it's because it's hot. It's hot. It is hot. It is. The temperature is high. We're we're in the middle of 
the the heat dome. I was reading about it on my phone earlier. There's a heat dome over the whole northwest right now. Is that what they're calling it? Is a heat dome? It's a heat dome. Yeah. It's just sitting there and it's not going anywhere. No, this is summer of Sam shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, me and Chris are gonna be doing live sex shows out of this garage <laughs> by the end of the summer. <laughs> Yo, you went with those characters. I mean, I do have a mohawk. Yeah, did you do? And yeah, I always thought you were a little Brody-ish, and not that you look anything like him or behave like him. No, you remember Just... how we said we could fit uh, two, uh, two two into one? <laughs> I'm definitely two two Brodies. You're... <laughs> tall. That's a that's another tall guy. It's seems tall guy. creep show. Can I play creep show? Yeah, please do. It's hot. We gotta get out. We got it's, it's. We're gonna fucking rock with Skid Row. Blast through this second half like, it's like it was a meant human to. Jersey summer in here. You wanna know why? Yeah. Because we got tickets. We gotta get tickets. Gotta to get the, tickets. <laughs> I don't know. I that feel was that another, urgency. That was another freaky style intro. Totally. It's weird, man. They got the got range. Yeah. Yeah, this is straight, straight cowbell. I heard that. I did hear that. Oh, I heard that. Caught it right between the thighs. That is David Lee Roth level. That is a David Lee Roth level. I think they're in dialogue, you know? He and David? Yeah. He yeah. probably went to the school of David. <laughs> I think he's got a little school of David. David got a school of him. David. Yeah. There's that, uh, I mean, he'll move on stage. This guy's very animated. Oh, yeah. He likes to stick his crotch out. He's not wearing a shirt. He likes to wear them leather pants and no shirt and just stick his fucking dick out when he sings. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> It's a move. Seems to work for him. It's kind of his move too. Like Axel had the little snaky dance. Yeah, Axel or Smash uh, is like <laughs> he gets that like that that wide stance, that up yeah. angle, and those lanky legs. Yeah, that would be hilarious. If he was just like, I feel like uh, the women that went to Skid Row concerts were really fucking there to see Skid Row. Like they were, like they all like. I don't oh. think anybody really got dragged there. I think he, you no, know, he was like an adult. Yeah, he was, he was they were like young men. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sing like that. Too. Some guys just get all the breaks. Yeah. I think it's like fifty-fifty mix at Skid Row. Yes, I think it's the most probably the most even of men to women. Changes like that, just like yeah, dropping. That, that would be room. the most fun. <laughs> I mean, I have no mus- musical talent at all. Wait a minute, Wait, like, yeah, listen, 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 yeah, listen. I mean, what were we just talking about? Your solo on the baritone horn. 
Yeah. In front of it's fucking two Heisman world touring handbell player. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just you play bigger rooms okay. than, than yeah, us. You, not, yeah. Let's stop being okay. modest here. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're technically the most successful musician in the room, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> not even technically, just like on paper and nah, everything. Right, you are I'll the most it. successful musician. I'll in take room. it. Yeah. But you know, we trying to hear us. And hear yeah. us. I mean, don't big time us either. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're not. You know, we, we all. You know, it's a big timeable situation. So what is it? What happened? Offense. What, what, What's that? Were you setting up for a story? Oh, he just brought up. Oh, that's oh right. it would be fun to just drop into a sick groove. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It yeah. is fun to drop into a sick groove. <laughs> just, it's a cool feeling. It is a cool feeling. Yeah. And you just kind of lock in, and then the neck start going. Yeah, <laughs> we get a little side eye when it's really moving. Like, yeah, uh -huh. I start doing a little snaky dance. <laughs> you do not do the snaky Hell dance. Hell yeah, I do the snaky dance sometimes. Oh man, I uh, I was being dished great um, pride mixes from my iTunes. Like, there'd be like, and and I'd be working in the shop with my headphones on, and you're just like, you can't help but fucking dance the whole time. Oh, yeah, man. you're Put like some scissors, oh, sisters shit. on all Forget that, yeah. yeah. And like, I was just like, every song was just a hit, like, <laughs> yeah, and like relative to love, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, this is a great to be like in a hot ass fucking warehouse. The only time I feel Dusty. alive, yeah, I'm dancing when you're dancing, baby. I had a good, I had a good, just out loud music session on the ship yesterday after work. This fucking boombox cranked it. It's just dropping into some Skid Row, some Soundgarden, uh, just jumping around, just like, oh, what else? But it was all kind of up metal, you know? Yeah, big riffs and high singing. Yeah, and I'm it feels like these guys, whatever they're singing about, they're not really getting moved by it while they're singing, you know, or playing their instruments, you know, like being sad while singing the sad song. It came like this level, a level of like pedal to the metal approach to whatever, whatever kind of tune they're going to drop in. But um, it, they're not upset by having to have written an upset, sad song. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's therapeutic, yeah. right? It's getting it out. Yeah, it's getting the demons out, man. Feels like they have no problem getting it out. Even more so, are we in a darkened room right now? It's like Skid Row. <laughs> Nodding that just spontaneously began in here. In a dark room, beyond the reach of God's face, lies the wounded, the shattered remains of love betrayed, and the innocence of a child's body and soul in the name of the of the angels left silent and cold. Me, please, We're ramping up here, man. We are ramping up. Are you thinking what I'm thinking about though? With the, this song reminds you of something that, that came years later. Right there, three doors down. Love yep. me when I'm gone. Yep. 
just totally. like absolutely or Skid Row or some laid back motherfuckers I might have got litigious about that litigious seems less pandering than everyone else doing it. Seems a little more earnest, I guess. Yeah. It's like full effort. It feels, it yeah. smacks of like tr- really trying to make this sound good yeah. and not good really. Production. I think they were yeah. good and they were good songwriters. Yeah. I mean, this, sound wise, this could, from a production standpoint, this could be any power ballad. Because, I mean, they all had the same sort of makeup. Yeah. They wrote a better song. Yeah, they wrote, wrote a, a song, song so good the Three Doors Down had to rip it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. In a dark little That's crazy. But him and Axel are buddies too. Like. He's on. He sings backups on the Chinese Democracy record on at least one song. Okay. Right. So like, those are birds of a feather, right uh, yeah. there. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm kind of glad to hear that, but I also can see why they probably get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Snake always put a little bit more of a. Slash seems more Slash. Yeah, like if Slash was a little more into Dave Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. A little more lyrical. More melancholy, like I said before, maybe, but very lyrical. Yeah. That's what you wish of Slash? No, I think Dave Sabo is kind of like a Slash with who would have listened to a little more Dave Gilmore. Oh, okay, I got you. Just kind of can just a little slower. Yeah, or like Clapton-y, you know, just more lyrical about it. Yeah. No, you could hear him doing a great rendition of Wonderful Tonight. Yeah, exactly. You know? They do a pretty good rendition of Little Wing, too. Sure. From, Makes from sense. I randomly read this little blurb today about um, guitar guy, Clapton. Clapton. Oh, Clapton. And apparently he's got some neural issue that he... It affects he can't his, stop talking stupid shit. He can't stop talking stupid <laughs> shit, and he, <laughs> and he can't play the guitar That sucks. anymore. It's oh, like, well, no wonder he's t- well. That's, maybe that's why he's talking that's, so much that's why shit. He's talking so much shit, dude. Yeah. yeah, he did that in the seventies. He went through a phase of drinking a lot and talking stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. He's sober now, so I don't know what his excuse is now. But him and Van Morrison need to cool out together and smoke a joint and just kick, kick back, just kick back, enjoy their fruits of their just labors, relax. <laughs> <laughs> you got police officers in the safe way. The media oh. help me, so I believe that. Number, uh, like it's a countdown. Track number 10, The Riot Act. No, it's not a Pearl Jam cover. But uh, it does rock. I never wanted to be president. 
Training, but you're pissing down my back, man. Sounds is, like a Ween song. It is. It does. Like a, you would name the album that. Yeah, this is their uh, their punk rock song, right? This is like around the same time I'd see like Megadeth cover uh, "God Save the" or uh, no, Anarchy in the UK, right? Mm. Like it was yeah. fun when metal bands would play punk songs. So like, that's what they came up with too. As some of the first songs they probably learned how to play too. Yeah. Follow Ripple. Chuck Berry. You guys just got that Michael Anthony going again. Yeah, he just blends with that guitar. That's always a great move. Like Sammy and Eddie would do that. Yeah, the, the old I'll take it from here. Yeah, just like a handoff. Yeah. Like so relay great. runners. So great. I love that shit. <laughs> That's timing. That's really good. Yeah, we're definitely going to do a Jewish Creek We would have to. I'm yeah, good. Like I said, it's not starting to listen to some Rob Hopper. Because who doesn't want to get their Steve Jones on every once in a while? Even you can be like a sick guitar player like these guys are. I yeah. just want to fucking just yeah do a Sex Pistols thing. It feels mm. like a little ballroom blitz right there. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, you know, I can see that. Just good old rock and roll. Yeah, but that Barry solo fit perfect. Good. They're paying attention. I like it when the it. punk rockers would throw in the. Oh, that was a good punk rock move. Was to throw in that Chuck Berry riff right out of the gate. Yeah. It like, yeah. This podcast doesn't need to be any longer than it's gonna be. Let's get on with it. Mud kicker. It's explicit. I think there's fuck words in it. Uh oh. Snake don't hurt him. Kind of like a Sean King drum sound, too. Yeah, like, yeah, like put in both worlds. We stand at choose, but it's you like a very close pain finger. I mean, this whole track could be actually could be it out and put another guy on the list. And that's, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You're going to Allison Chains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking guy. Jerry? Yeah, no. Yeah. The guy that's dead. Lane. Lane. Oh, hell yeah. You gotta put Lane on the same... God damn it. Yeah. 
I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, Snake and Jerry comparisons too. Oh yeah, you know right? Jerry Cantrell. He's who I'm talking riffs. about. Is listening to Skid Row where you're like, I don't know if that's safe yeah. to listen to Skid Row. Like, look, that guy's kind of killing it, but like, he's got a shirt tied around his waist. You listen to that. And it's a long sleeve shirt, but it's summer. You know, songs you're like, what's face- going on? There's songs on Facelift that kind of sound like this. Yeah. That makes me miss Andrew Wood because he would he would do silly sure. shit like that. You know, I'm gonna here to tell you people, you know, and then just go off on a total David Lee Roth rap. <laughs> I think he's raging against the man again. Bad guess. What? I think he's raging against the man again. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. That's that's also like a that's a good Jersey trait, like very blue collar, like. The There's a lot of pride. Of yeah. yeah. Like. There's a lot of pride in Jersey. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's... It's like the Tacoma of the, of the East Coast. It's, well, I wouldn't say that even. <laughs> I'm not, hey, take it yeah. easy, okay? Like, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ, Jared. Um, yeah. It's, there's definitely, definitely pride on... A lot of fronts down in, in the, the northern parts of the of, of the Jersey East Coast. This, this like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Jesus, Steve, settle down, man. Jared was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking laying into him. Um, <laughs> God damn. Keep it civil. Um, hey, hey, <laughs> slow down here. Did at any time did did uh. Sebastian sing about the turnpike. Oh, because uh, I, I, I don't have all the lyrics. The, that's you know? kind of the boss's territory. Like you don't really sing about the turnpike yeah. unless you get the blessing from. So he's not sh- singing. He's not really. Hit, he's hitting themes. Sebastian's like a. He's a theme painter. You know. Yeah. He's hitting. Yeah. But Sebastian's repping Route Nine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Whole different idea. <laughs> You know, you could take it home from the airport, or you could take the parkway (laughs) to the turnpike, or the turnpike to the parkway. Everything, right? You know, you're one degree of turnpike in New Jersey. It's parkway. Parkway. What is it? Turnpike and a what? Parking a parkway. You got it. All right, parkway and a turnpike. Parkway and a turnpike. They're all freeways out here. Yeah, there nothing's free back there. Yeah, baby. You pay. We're getting that way. Yeah, Getting that it's way. true, but we've, we've, yeah. but the, the cost of a uh, subscribed road payer at the it's tunnel subscribed to a tunnel that's nothing. You could you could go over to George Washington and have to pay like fourteen bucks or more. Jesus, yeah, you know, Verrazano Narrows Bridge. You're like paying it's, for me to go from my house to his house on Long Island. Uh, it was. Uh, 48 or something yeah it's <laughs> like you got a toll to get on long island yeah too? it's yeah. like expensive as fuck yeah just no you you, you pay all the way up everywhere. a parkway you pay all the way up to turnpike you pay to get over the bridge and then there's another bridge <laughs> yeah and then and then you drive forever and all you right. run out of gas again and then you guys won't 
I won't complain about paying three fifty to go through the ninety. No, no, it's not bad when it's that. Not bad. Yeah, when that tunnel came up, I mean, I drive through it five times or ten times a day or so. Um, so it's, it's like thirty. You know, I put thirty bucks in the up. account and it, and it you know refreshes. It's nice. Totally worth it. <laughs> Bridge was beautiful, but I embraced the tunnel. Yeah, it's like the second half of this album, man. It just keeps getting thicker. It's been like, Seattle traffic. There's yeah, like Steve Grissinger. <laughs> there's no, uh, there's really no stinkers on this. We I haven't found one yet, man. I we, we set out to find one and I, I didn't find them. I'm thoroughly enjoying this album. Yeah, yeah this is this is uh, windows down, freeway speeds. Yeah, pulling what, into the hot springs. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in your speedo, and I'm feeling like this is one you could loop. I think you could do this you could go right a, around again. It's a good, it's a good lengthy album for mm-hmm. sure. It's not being an ass about it, but it's, a, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think you can let this go around again, especially if you got all your cars parked at a dead end with the flash with the lights on or whatever, and you're just hanging out. Beer bust at the Moon Tower, baby. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> let it roll again. And I always like this move too when you put the single. There is this put a single at the end of the record. Yeah, uh, it wasn't the single. It was like five singles off this record. But you're gonna put out the ballad of the Anita record. That is, that's a, a that's a bold move. I think. Okay. Yeah. Who puts your singles at the very end? I, I think they have a lot of material. Yeah. I think they're pretty confident in this. The whole. Maybe they didn't know they were gonna be singles. That's until true. The that's album up was to the written. A&R guy, isn't it? Yeah. It gives you a carrot to wait suits, for. Man, yeah. fucking suits. I think that monkey bones should be. <laughs> This is Wasted Time. Never such a thing. That's Queen Drake. It's like they, they can EQ the guitar almost to be a harpsichord. Yes. It's taking up that harpsichord uh, part of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a white lion ballad right there. Yeah, there's a crossover for sure. But they get it better. Still you guys get it better. Slow dance to this in a, in a high school dance. <laughs> hey, Mark, can I get the Skid Row album? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're gonna uh, you're gonna slow dance to like High Enough by Damn Yankees. You know, it was the age of the power ballad. Yeah. Fuck. You hungry for I'm not crying, I'm sweating. Right. I'm not waving, drowning. <laughs> um, yeah, at this time, we, we've already had a bunch of good power ballads come out. 
like you say, Aerosmith yeah, is doing this their... This is the end of the power ballad era. Yeah, and they, and they didn't go out like whimpering. When these guys did a power ballad, like Aerosmith probably hang in the oh, longest. Hung in amazing, the longest crazy, cry, amazing, crazy crying. Yeah, that was their, you know, like third opus, is, you know. Yeah. Um, and they've been doing stage it of their since career. Dream On. Exactly. And... <laughs> Pump is going to be the tour that is going on around this time. Yeah. Which, that was a huge Aerosmith album. Yeah. That, that was the Aerosmith album saying, that like, we're still here, motherfuckers. Hey, yeah, check it out. Yeah. You guys ever see Alicia Silverstone before? Yeah. Boom. Hey, no, we're talking about my daughter, too. If you you know, feel want like my it. daughter that's in a little weird. bit. Check that out. <laughs> you like that? Boom. Some titties kinda here for weird, you. but she kind of looks like you, so that's messed up. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liv Tyler, I did see in person. Oh. She worked man. at uh, uh, Rags or one of the... Um, uh, boutique clothing stores for a summer in West Hampton Beach. Fuck out of here. Yeah. So across the Down street. Down to earth like that. Yeah. yeah. I knew she was a cool hip, hip a lady. Hip, a hip lady. She seemed cool. I mean, I, I, you know, I never heard like, oh yeah, and then she got fired Some people or whatever. Are, like, are pretty on, on pretty on camera and then when you see them, was she like just gorgeous in person? Yeah. So yeah. I go across the street and I was like, holy shit, that's Liv Tyler. Yeah. That's why she's Luke Tyler. Yeah, very yeah. recognizable. Like, yeah. like it, she, one, you, like you kind of look. She had a nice stride and stuff, and you know, you look, and then you're like, "Oh, it's like looking at a good painting where, from the distance, you're like, that looks awesome, and then you get closer, and you're like, wow, this is really amazing." Yeah. Rewards yeah. you for coming in. I'm gonna get better similes at some point. <laughs> I'm gonna go shopping over this this vacation. Get some better similes. <laughs> Jeff Leppard, this is like right around let's get, let's get, let's get rock. Jeff yeah. Leppard is not the best Jeff Leppard today. Jeff Leppard's kind of going, yeah, I'm hard time. They're not pulling the Aerosmith. No, but they had their moments, man. Yeah, yeah. Some of the best production ever, dude. Jeff Leppard. Mutt Lang. Reference, you know, Christ, and he's referenced angels and creation and stuff. Not that that was in a biblical sense, but it's a trigger word, you know. Yeah. Biblically triggering. Um, he's. I, I'm surprised he's. And he's not really afraid to go there. He's. He'll. He's weaving archetype pictures, you know. Big theme. You think problems. they don't love Jesus in New Jersey? Come on, I didn't know. Man. I didn't fucking say like that. Like world capital of that. crucifix necklaces. Yo, yo, man. Hit pause, man. Hit pause. Wow. I don't want Steve fucking <laughs> yeah, going off on Take it easy, like dude. Off you. <laughs> yeah, get you don't it off. You don't want to get words out in the world you don't want to have the consequences to. <laughs> Steve can't protect you from everybody, man. You know? That's why you're in the I never thought oh. you'd let it get this <laughs> He's got, you know what? He's got a little meatloaf. He's got a little meatloaf drama in him. I can't help but notice. I mean, he did end up on Broadway, right? This is, we're talking about Mr. Jekyll and Dr. Yeah, Hyde. I see it. I Boom. See it. Put another thread on the wall. That, that, that was drama incredible. right there. That was... Yeah. <laughs> it was definite drama. Yeah, it felt it felt true. Like yeah, that was yeah. a take. You yeah, know, you could sell it. Oh yeah, that was the fucking. 
That's the peeler note. It shoots <laughs> us twice in one episode. <laughs> oh, my That's gosh. That's the first two. Wow. Dude. It's the heat. It's the heat. Loose. It, oh, it's unbel- unbearable. Sebastian has no problem performing in the heat. Plays yeah. under it six nights a week in, in Vegas. leather pants. He's now, you can go see him now live in leather pants and leather pants and studs. It's a it's a combo the show. River Community Center. <laughs> He's playing the piano for the retirees. So, what was Tom's River like? Was it weird to go through there? Was it, I, was it a tough I honestly don't couldn't even like no, it wasn't a tough neighborhood. All right, but um, I can't. I don't, I've been there once on the school on the band bus, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> For a playoff was game. Was that at their stadium? That's fucking That was life. at their... You were, that no, was the championship game. game was at a neutral location, but this yeah, was See, that's playoffs. how you gotta do it in Jersey. That's yeah. life on the road, bro. Yeah. yeah. He was a musician. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same. That's cool. You go, you go where the gig is. And that's right. Where these guys end up going is to Europe because they headline the next tour. They, oh, uh, it's yeah. all, it's all just, it's all roses right now, but not Guns N' Roses. Sounds a little bit like them, but better. As if they Guns N' Roses, as if they kept their edge. If they kept their edge, yeah. I don't want to say better. It was wrong there because they they got some uh, tunes, but yeah, yeah. But this this feels more akin to uh, Appetite for Destruction than Use Your Illusion does. Yeah, mm. unless yeah. you chop down Use Your Illusion into one record, and then that's a whole different show. And and I think an album of the dirtiest of Appetite for Destruction, and none of some of the other shit. You know, <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> November rain nowhere. I mean, is this is this Skid Row's fair warning? Is this uh you know if we can make a Van Halen comparison? Is this their dirtiest album? Does it get? Do they fall on? It's dirtier than the first album. Yeah, but we'd have to listen. The next one, uh, the Subhuman Race, I think. Yeah, is the next one. I hear not a favorite. Yeah, by by some of the band members. Maybe the critics actually liked it, but they. I think this is probably. I think you're right though. This is probably like their most. uh, But unlike. Fair warning, it was actually popular at the time. Yeah, yeah. But in retrospect, yeah, that's that's kind of the one. Well, again, record-breaking being the first one to hit number one in the Billboard charts at the get-go. It does go double platinum not too long after um, and just kind of sets them up for one more album. Sebastian splits. They start switching up, uh, I think, some members uh, through and through, try another singer, then try another singer. Uh they did, and actually, that's a great time to bring this up. I don't know if you've been in the news lately, but the guy that did replace Sebastian Bach when he left in '96, uh, Johnny Solinger, mm, died passed. this week, this weekend. Uh, he's only 55, like liver failure. Was with him for like 15, you know, yeah. a while, like yeah. probably longer than Sebastian was. Um, so just you know, shout out there. Well, you know, we've seen another commonality with uh, uh, kind of with Allison Chains, yeah. you know. Second, second singers there actually longer, <laughs> right? Yeah, Sammy ended up in Van Halen longer than Sammy, David. right? Second singer stays in ACDC. I could do this all day, That's but true. it's hotter than <laughs> shit in here. We need to get the fuck out. <laughs> Sounds good to me. We're gonna get the fuck out on this episode. Oh yeah, but we'll come back in on the next because it's Jersey July week three coming at you next week. Can't wait for it. Smoke weed every day.